You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events happening in Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, PodBase Speaker, and more. My name is Miranda Morales, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast and let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda? I am doing wonderful. It is so great to be with you guys again. And yes, I said you guys because we got the third member of this team, and that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. Hey, this is great. I'm so excited we are doing this. Let's do it up. Yeah, yeah it's yes. good to be back. It's good to be back. Yes, we've had a whole array of things happen. It's been a, a, a minute. Uh, we're just excited to be back with all of you uh, to talk, really, Lucha Libre. And this week's episode, well, it's going to be a special one because it is all about Triple Mania 30, Mexico City, the final leg of this uh, Triple Mania, uh, you know, year that we've had. We are going to be going in depth with uh, in the card. We're going to be going over all of the updates and changes and things happening with Triple Mania 30, Mexico City. Uh, it's been too long, so we may be a little rusty, but it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> If we get going, oh, we'll get going. That I know. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't need warm ups to talk lucha libre. I just go. <laughs> no stretching. You'll pull a hammy that way. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll mix names up like I always do with uh, two people who uh, have had executive roles at AAA. I'm not even going to say the names now because that'll screw me up but that'll, that'll just lead you into getting them confused again. regulars regulars know that for some reason the two of them switch in my brain even though i know exactly who i'm talking about while i'm saying it i don't i don't get it well we got you all covered we're going to be going into the full triple a or triple mania 30 uh card for mexico city again this is the last of the triple mania shows for this year. And it seems like they're saving some of the best for last. So before we get into that, though, we are going to kick it off to Denise Alceda, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. 
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Max, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. We are back. I teased it long enough. (laughs) This week we are covering Triple Mania 30 Mexico City scheduled for October 15th live on Fight TV. Dusty's going to be our guide through this journey. He's going to uh, uh, go through the card with us, and uh, we'll just probably talk over him. So apologies, Dusty. <laughs> uh, again, I'm going to blame it on being rusty, not rude. Um, yeah. but it could be <laughs> a little like bit that. of both. Rusty, not. That should be on a T-shirt somewhere. Rusty, yeah. not. Yeah. Rusty, not Rudo. Oh, I like it. Yes. Trademark it. I'm trademarking it. I'm, <laughs> I'm texting uh, Kevin and Ruben right now to trademark it. Yeah. Well, there's a guy to talk to. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want a t-shirt, those are the guys. Yeah, we had Triple Mania Chapter 3 announced. The card finally came out. There was a press conference. A lot of us were waiting. We kind of knew where things were going, but there was a few things up in the air. But the card, uh, it'll be aired on Fight TV in both Spanish and English. Starts at 7 p.m. And there's uh, some notable exceptions on the card. We'll kind of touch on those, I guess, like in the relevant matches. But the first match for the night will be another Marvel Lucha Libre match. Arachno, El Furioso, and Leyenda Americana versus Picadora Letal, Terra Purpura, and Venenoide. And there's been some kind of implications that more characters not announced are likely to wrestle and that this could maybe culminate in a Marvel Lucha Libre title match at some point in the near future. We saw that really cool Lucha Underground style Gift of the God belt that uh, Terra Purpura had, the kind of, you know, the different gyms and everything. Very cool. So that's going to be a fun match. You usually see some of the bigger stars, especially bigger stars that aren't on the card, uh, like Lady Flammer. She won't be on the card, but she will probably be one of the Marvel luchadors. A lot of cool stuff going on with that, and kids always love it. Next up, we have Microman versus Chessman. Taurus, Sexy Star, Nino Amberguesa, Mr. Iguana, Lady Shawnee, Flip Gordon, Diva Savaje, Jesse Ventura, Aerostar, and Luchador Surpresa, and the Copa Bardal. Uh, so I noticed you started with Microman and said that he was facing all of them. So I think we know who you think is going to win. Pound for pound. The world best luchador. In Microman. I rarely bet against Luchador Supresa, though. Just saying. Uh, Is there any speculation out there on who that might be? I mean, it could even be somebody doing double duty under a Marvel mask. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet on the Luchador Supresa. We saw Juventud, of all people, really kind of (laughs) trying to get that Triple Mania spot. We'll touch on that later. On the card, but I I think it could be somebody like Juventud in a surprise appearance. That would be interesting. I, um, I would love that, especially being the veteran, the legend, uh, <laughs> to to make a surprise appearance. Because this is such a, not a hodgepodge in the best way, but such a, a blend of people in this match that, I mean, yeah, I, I, I yeah. You gotta you have the vet status in there. Well, you can't even say that it's. A, I started to say it was like a, a really young card, but you've got Chessman in there. Yeah. So well, you know. and we on his podcast with Conrad, Jeff Jarrett kind of implied he was going to be there. He so, said he had another booking that day, but he was real coy about it. Implied yeah. He'd be there, and so we could see Jeff Jarrett even. You know, I mean, like some in That's other, a wild card if I've ever heard of one. In other other interviews, he has kind of let it slip that he is uh, going to be in Mexico that day, I believe was his phrasing. So this would be a great spot for him to slide in. He will not. I'm going to just go on the record now and say he will not be one of the people under the Marvel masks. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
we did a lot of the names that were under Marvel masks are in this match though. Like Tarus was on uh was a uh, at one point and yeah he um, was Terror Purpura and yeah. I think he was Finanoide at one time and yeah that was the one I remembered yeah and a couple of those other. Uh, other names. We are focusing on two names at this point, though. Microman and Taurus. Go over the car, the the rest of them one more time, please. Yeah. yeah. Microman, Chessman, Taurus, Sexy Star. That's the second one, not the first one. Sexy Star 2, Nino Amberguesa, Mr. Iguana, Lady Shawnee, Flip Gordon, Diva Savaje, Jesse Ventura, Aerostar, and Luchador Supresa. I'm actually really excited on here that you've got a number of those people from the from the north that we were talking about at the beginning yeah. of lockdown. Uh so you do have some young talent in there. They uh probably aren't gonna win it. But um, <laughs> yeah. so at the last uh Triple Mania, the Tijuana show, uh-huh. Nino Anburguesa won the thirteen man Copa match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, in some ways, too, you wonder if he's going, you know, will he go two for two, or is that automatically leave him out of, uh, of uh, he's, you know, he is, leadership? in my opinion, a huge contender. Yeah. Uh, well, just, not, not only because yeah. he won, he's, he won, he's a, he's a huge presence for them, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they want to do, I can tell they want to do bigger things with them. Yeah. I haven't heard Conan say it specifically, but. And then Michael Mann won the uh, Copa match. It was a lumberjack with straps match um, in the Monterey Triple Mania. So that, too, though, just because of how hugely popular he is um, mm-hmm. could mean, too, that he could go for a, you know, yeah. win on this. But, you know, I like the odds, of course, of a Taurus um, who – has both the ability but the popularity behind them mr iguana i mean i think he's someone who has grown so much in Mm -hmm. triple a and has become very homegrown that i could easily see um you know him also being in there but we also have a very strong female presence here oh yeah part of me kind of he's been leaning over to lady shawnee um and the exotico presence with Mm -hmm. uh jesse ventura so Mm -hmm. yeah you can and that, that surpresa leaves a lot open because you have all of that. Like you don't automatically think that uh, it's going to be Mamba in that in that spot because there is a there is an Exotico in there. You don't automatically think that uh, it's it's going to be one of the minis because you already have Microman. So it could be what you don't have in there is you don't have an American. <laughs> so there's you know I don't know who all. Oh, Flip! Flip. Oh, um, you yeah. said Flip. You did say Flip Gordon. So you never yeah. mind. You have an American. You're you're good to go. There's it could be anything. They could double up anywhere. They've got an American. They've got a mini. They've got Exoticos. They've got strong the 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 end of the not the strong end of the female spectrum. Like I mean, there's just yeah, there's, there's nothing, a lot in this match. There's nothing variety. that is yeah, and there's nothing that I would say is obviously missing. So I have no idea. Um yeah, I think I think uh Juventude is a good pick or Cybernetico or any of the Yeah. The, yeah. I didn't even think of Cybernetico, but that's yeah. He could very easily show up in this <laughs> Yeah. And All right, what's next? Next up we have the Triple A tag team number one contenders match, Latigo and Toxin 
versus Aries and Willie Mac versus Commander and Miss Disease versus Ooh. Dragon Lee and Drillistico. I mean, what an exciting match. It's wow. disappointing we don't see any of the AEW champions, you know, FTR being the AAA Tag Team Champions, not at Triple Mania. That seems yeah. like a loss. Even Sammy and Ty Mello, they're the mixed tag team champions. You'd expect to see them. Nothing. And we'll, we'll touch on this later with uh, the, uh, the Kingo match, but it, it just seemed for whatever reason – well, and I guess we'll touch on it with the women's match as well. But it seemed for whatever reason just a cascading series of events led to AEW not being able to send their guys down for – yeah. For various this is, reasons. This is on a Saturday, though, right? So it's right. not the New Japan problem where it's on the same day that they're doing television. Right. It, okay. It's on a weekend. A little unusual for AEW, but no no official word. And, and of course, AAA is not going to mention it. Why would they mention why they can't get their yeah. Yeah. And but the match that AAA has given us that fatal four way with the tag teams and the right teams, this that's is I mean this fantastic. could easily be match of the show yep. yeah 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 I mean so uh, I can speak on Toxin and Latigo because they did a lot of IWRG matches they were always they're always always good they're big guys that can move and. Uh, Toxin is one of my favorite people to see basing little guys, and you've got – I shouldn't say little guys, smaller guys. <laughs> and you've got Mysticies in there, and you've got Commander in there, so you can see some pretty amazing potential out of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, in the, the team of Aries and Willie Mac, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's really I, a, an I I just, I love, I love this pairing. Yeah, exactly. I really me love too. This, I, this was the thing I was most excited about, really, was this pairing. It's so unusual, but it makes so much sense with Willie's size. I think we're going to get to see a lot of double team maneuvers come into mm-hmm. play. A lot of really cool, exciting stuff from those guys. A, little, a lot of innovative, strange offense. Yes. <laughs> just a, Very strange. But I was going to say, it's hard to put out, I mean, Los Hermanos Lee right now, I mean, mm-hmm. are on fire. They are your yes. pro wrestling revolution tag team champions. They're now uh, the crash tag team champions. And so now, you know, granted to, to then be up in a contendership for, uh, you know, such a, another big opportunity, but they've also been on fire as a tag team. So I feel like it's, they're really going to be the ones that, that have to be, They're the team to to beat in this. Yeah, they're truly the team to beat. Everyone should be really putting in their efforts on trying to get Los Hermanos Lee, um, you know, uh, out of the way. Incapacitated. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And and again, much like the the Copa Bardal, anybody could win this match. And so a lot of interesting things at play here, a lot of exciting teams. I think the tag match is going to be a big deal. I know the trios match is going to be a big deal. Quatrero, Forestero, and Sanson versus Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Psycho Clown versus Brian Cage, Johnny Caballero, and Sam Adonis for the AAA Trios Championship. Ooh. So good. Oh, like a team of Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Psycho Clown. 
So I'm I'm assuming then that that last team with Johnny and Sam Adonis is the uh, the current incarnation of La Empresa as the trio's champions. Are they kind of doing a free bird rule? Yeah, I think they must be. <laughs> I, I didn't hear any official word on that, but I can't imagine that that's not the case. A lot of interesting stuff going on there. Of course, we've got the Nuevo Generacion Dinamita involved. Mm-hmm. we got the furthering. It looks like Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown are really going to have a feud going forward. Oh, That's very that, exciting. I, I, love, I, I love this next chapter of, of I'm their I'm so feud excited too. to see like, that feud. I, I'm just excited that this feud has been going on really for years now, and it comes in and out of AAA, of the independent mm-hmm. scene, of singles matches, of trios matches. And so I just, I just love that we're going to be able to see it too in this different context um, in, this, in this trios match. But again, like the, the, every, just the talent in this one, like, Mm-hmm. Is no again. This is this is another show stealing potential. There, you've got four trios teams. Uh, none of them are are like obvious picks to lose. Mm-hmm. So you've got tons of tons of yeah. uh, great things that can come of this. No, there somebody's going to be upset and somebody's going to be surprised at the end of this match, and it may be me on both of them. Who knows? But. <laughs> You can't predict who's going to win this, which is what makes this match fun to me. Like, I, I have no idea who's going to win it, and that means I really want to see it. And I don't want – I'm going to be watching this live so that it doesn't get spoiled for me by the internet, which is not a thing I've been able to say a lot in the last year. Like, a lot of these pay-per-views <laughs> I've waited on. Yeah, so. true. Post-pandemic, it feels like pay-per-views just don't have the same – and, yeah, availability, I guess. Like it yeah. just seems like schedules have changed so much since then for people that it's harder to yeah, it's catch true. them live. But Triple Mania Chapter Three is really appointment viewing. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that. And then next up, we have Taya versus Camille for the Reina Duranas Championship. We touched on this just a second ago, but Thunder Rosa was supposed to. Here that's supposed to be Taya versus Thunder Rosa. She has a back injury, spinal injury, and so she was not able to appear. And you know, just kind of beyond everybody's control, they got Camille in, going to do the rematch from August's NWA match in St. Louis. I I feel like as far as high profile, if Camille is the best they can do. They probably should have done Lady Flammer since she was guaranteed a title match. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, the her, Camille is a great wrestler, but her presence in Mexico, at least to my knowledge, is zero. Like I have it, never seen her uh, virtually her non-existent. Promotion. Yeah. And in fact, her presence around the world is so minimal that I was getting ready to to ask you to remind us who Camille is because a lot of our listeners might need to be caught up on this. So, Yeah, she's the <laughs> NWA Women's Champion. But w- she worked in the WWE under another name, right? Um, Not entirely she... sure. Let's check okay. on it. Uh, I thought that was that... Quick. Yeah, okay. So let's carry on with talking about yeah. that Well, Miranda fact checks my, yeah, my speculation. So actually, she's <laughs> just been with the uh, NWA, so she has never been signed to oh, okay. um, 
that, but oh, she okay. she yeah. used to um, work for Platinum Pro Wrestling, um, and also uh, other Florida-based wrestling, like Real Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Really, the end working for the NWA was her first big break. She debuted okay. back in about 2018 um, with Nick Aldis being his kind of insurance policy. Uh, and uh, from there had been part of a Strictly Business, a faction uh, with Nick Aldis, uh, Tom Latimer, and herself. Um, and then ultimately um, ended up winning the, end, or the NWA Women's Championship um from thunder rosa i thought yes she did yes yes. uh so again you know there's there's some history behind it but you're right in that she doesn't have a global presence this is really her first big international break um and maybe some of it is trying to leverage the name of the nwa uh and and some of that maybe was um you know just more too of Taya's crossover with the NWA more than Triple A's crossover with the NWA, which is really non-existent. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, it, it, it seems much like the Forbidden Door that that door really only opened one way. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but uh, I to to a point that you kind of touched on there, the NWA to certain fans, mostly ones probably around my age. It does still carry a lot of weight in Mexico. That's a it's a big deal. Ric Flair came down there, and uh, Blue Demon held the NWA championship at one point. I don't believe Ric Flair actually wrestled down there because they wanted to pay him with pesos oh, you, instead of dollars. You're right. You're and right. He lost his mind and went home. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Ric Flair went down there. I didn't mean to yeah, say that he wrestled. He just didn't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, other, other NWA champions did go down there and wrestle. And I mean, and the NWA itself has, carries all that, that name carries a lot of weight. Well, Blue Demon was the NWA welterweight (laughs) champion for years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does have a lot of weight and a lot of prestige internationally. Mostly to older fans, but still. But still, I mean, you... (laughs) You see that more in Lucha Libre, too, than you do in American wrestling right now, that it's multi-generational. You'll see yeah. the, the abuelas there. You'll see the grandkids there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the everybody in between. So it's kind of smart to court that audience. Older people have more money to spend on things like wrestling. I don't disagree with this at all. I just uh, – to the, all the young kids that are out there, I just don't, don't feel like you're being left out because you don't know what the NWA is about. It's <laughs> – you had to be there. It's a very different thing in your generation than it was when uh, a lot of other people. It, it, it was the the big pr- promotion before that Vince guy decided to make everything wrestling global. So yeah. Uh, but back to your point, Dusty, it is kind of interesting that this is what they went with when they could have gone with already an established storyline if they do have a number mm-hmm. one contender. They- um. So, I, you know, this is kind of a curious thing, unless they truly want to let that story length out a little bit more um, and ultimately not move that timetable up. Because if that was already going to be addressed at a later date, maybe just keeping it in that uh, time frame is better than moving it up. 
and that's why they're still, you know, having this match as more of a one-off, and it's easier to plug in someone and then yeah. be able to move on to the Lady Flammer. Yeah, of, just you know, contendership. Just plug in a foreigner. It gives the it checks some boxes for obligations, and then allows that that other feud to to breathe a little more. Well, and it could. You know, like elevate Lady Flummer later on down the line because they really played up Camille's size, her height, that she was mm-hmm. kind of a giantess. She's a big and, gal, yeah. Yeah, and so they really played that up. And so for Taya to beat her and then Lady Flummer to maybe, you know, possibly beat Taya or at least look good and defeat against Taya, it shows that, you know, Taya is a legitimate badass and what can you do about it? So I, I like yeah. that angle, too, because later, I mean, like if she beats this giantess and it looks like a big deal and mm-hmm. they play it up like it's a big deal, it'll make whoever beats Taya feel like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's it's, important. That's how it's supposed to work. And speaking of big, important matches, we'd have a hair versus hair, a this match Woo! between Cibernetico and Pagano. Well, there's why Cibernetico's not the. Yeah. This match is going to go hard (laughs) and violent and, yeah, and everything in between. Yeah, no, I mean, you just, you have to have that. You have to, you have to do that. We've talked a lot about how these uh, Puestos matches are typically the end of a feud, and that's why they wind up on, like, a Triple Mania card or an anniversary show if you're in the sim. CMLL is because they've built, they spent the better part of a year or sometimes multiple years building to this. And if the wrestlers just kind of half-ass it, that doesn't work for me either. I, I can't think of a single Apuestas match where they, both competitors did not look like they've been through a war at the end of it. Well, it should. I mean, that's yeah. honestly what it is. It's the deciding, it's the capstone on their war. Yeah. And, it has to tell all of that in the ring. I, especially with Pagano and Cybernetico, I know that they'll take that seriously, and it won't just be gratuitously violent. I mean, it will be very violent. Be violent. Many but, cookie but sheets will die this yeah. day. Yes, <laughs> but I so, think it'll tell a lot of story. It will. It absolutely. Go ahead. Brian. For what it's worth, you know, I'm pulling up their Apuestas records. So, uh, Cybernetico, his last. Big hair versus hair match was with Hijo de Pedro Aguayo back in uh, 2013, um, yeah. Triple Mania 11, and he lost that match. Um, but before then, um, his two uh, hair versus hair matches in 2007, he won. Uh, whereas Pagano has had won his last three hair versus hair matches, um, including what Triple Mania 18 most recently, uh, back in 2020 versus Chessman. Um, so I would say that history lends a little bit more better as far as historically to Pagano's side. However, I mean, there's also signs too when someone's just doesn't have as much hair as they used to, it just ends up being easier too. Yeah. Right. Just like sometimes it. you know when a mask is going to be lost because you're like, well, I know that that's a young, handsome man under there. Yeah. yeah probably. Well, <laughs> if I'm looking at the two heads of hair right now, part of me is leaning towards cybernetical winning. Yeah. 
but I mean, both of them are at a point in their career where they could actually get more out of losing in a place this match because that could put them in that that place where now they're angry at the world. So, or they could do a fantastic recreation of like the the straight edge society where they appear under a, a hairpiece for months. <laughs> well, now that yeah. makes me think Cybernetical's gonna lose because he's right? like great in a hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard, really hard to decide. Yeah, no, this is again what this Triple Mania's destination television. Like nothing seems preordained here. Like sometimes you, I can look at a card and I can just go, well, the, that's the probably gonna win. That's probably gonna win. I can't do that with most of. So far, nothing Dusty has read off has said to me. Who the obvious winner is going to be. There's some heavy favorites, but we could be swerved on any of them and, and I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, what do we, what else do we have, Dusty? Well, next up we have what may be the match of the year. Phoenix versus EO Del Vikingo. Jesus. Oh, I'm so. <laughs> So excited. This is just going to be a fantastic match. I think this was the best choice they had. Dude really campaigned for it. Conan mentioned that they had specifically asked about Kenny Omega a few times, and they weren't told no, but they weren't told yes. And then after the brawl out situation, Conan asked, and they're like, no, nah, Kenny's suspended. Is that, is that what they're calling it too? Yeah, brawl out. Yeah. Out. yeah. Uh, so again, just in case those, some of you listening don't follow, uh, American pro wrestling that close, there was a little bit of a altercation backstage at AEW. Most of the, uh, executive vice presidents and CM Punk have been confirmed to be suspended until further notice. Um, and that actually leads into the roundabout way of how uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were stripped of the trios championships. And then there was a match uh, where the the trios champions were up for grabs, and that was won by Death Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, see, I knew we could sneak it in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> now, by happenstance of that as well, uh, Death Triangle, including... Uh, Ray Phoenix is part of your uh, AEW Trios champions, as well yeah. as still your AAA Latin American champion. So that's too. If you see the graphic of uh, that, I believe it has both belts that it, yes. that, he's, that he is, has on the show. For sure, the, the the Latin American championship is very adamant, uh, predominant there, but it's hard to tell um, with the other belt. But um, I mean, yeah, that that's a. Um, another big accomplishment for Death Triangle, who I, I mean, I think we all felt like should have won those belts originally, but yes. at the end of the day, oh, when you man. are EVPs and you get to have the say, if you want to win the belts first, cool. Um, but again, that was but another then don't go pick a fight immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, another implication of that, with that though, you, you know, now, now you have, uh, you know, Ray Phoenix and, so this brings us to some of the other things Dusty was hinting at too. Like, so you said you were going to talk more on why some AEW guys weren't here, and we have clearly have an AEW guy in this match. Do we have more information on on that, or is it just the suspensions that you were alluding to? Well, basically, Penta and Phoenix are signed to AAA for Mexico, <laughs> and that's what kind of 
insulated them, you know, with the Forbidden Door and everything. Like, That's why they couldn't pee on the show. Yeah, and they they were kept from that because they were specifically signed to AAA. And that's unique because, like, FTR, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Mello, they're not signed to F to, to um, AAA. <laughs> they just have, like, an appearance deal with them, and they're the champions. We don't see them there. But people that aren't the champions and are signed, such as Penta and Phoenix, are both going to be on the card. Yeah. And so it, it's just kind of them being signed to AAA is what makes their presence available. But at the same time, I feel like it's a an important statement that they're there because without them, there would be no AEW presence. And at least on the announced card, because we do uh, yeah, have a couple. At least on the announced card. Yeah, we do have a couple Luchador Surpresa spots, and card is always subject to change. But uh, so has a AEW or anybody? I haven't followed this very closely. Uh, said why? Uh, like because they're. Tay and uh, Sammy are mixed champions. Well, like, why are they not available on a Saturday? Nobody seems to know. Same thing with FTR. There's just not a whole lot of information out there. And they've been playing an angle in AEW where Sammy might be a little discontented with AEW and allegedly FTR a little discontented with AEW as well. Some of the shine has worn off at the Mm-hmm. The package there for them and so it who knows it could be a money issue could be they don't want to drop the belts it could be that AAA wants if they're going to drop the belts wants them to drop them on dynamite or rampage where it, even as big as triple mania is it doesn't get as many viewers as dynamite or rampage definitely not globally yeah yeah it's so that kind of like you said, global impact on their product is just there's a lot of plates okay. up in the air there, and it's hard to tell what the answer might be. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do hope that's what we get then, is that we get more AAA tag team title defenses on TV and pay-per-view then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there's the other underlying thing, and we've talked about it on the show, about Tony Khan's just a lot more uh, preferential to – New Japan and Japanese wrestling. And yeah. Yeah. Libre has been kind of in this, you know, second second class role. I mean, there's some argument maybe not because we started to see so Bandito was just on uh, you know, AW television. So the argument there though is Bandito was on because Chris Jericho is feuding with ROH and Bandito yeah. Exactly. Champion, yeah, th- you know. there's there's and and that made a lot of sense story-wise as well. So, but also Bandito is not one match in AEW, you know. So there's there's <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's a lot to with that as well. That if you kind of want to be on that more pessimistic side, that you know, there's there's that too where he's a lot more open and lenient towards New Japan bookings and offering and dates than he has been with AAA. Um, because we've had that in the past as well. Um, so, so, so it, it's on a Saturday though. There is nothing that I'm aware of that they would be doing on a Saturday by their normal schedule. Uh, someone who's interacted with this on multiple, in multiple angles, 
uh the the whole point is that they the majority of the card is supposed to be free to do indie shows on Saturdays because that is how they pick up their secondary income and and continue to do their their business um and he said to to your point about the new japan thing tony khan specifically said oh if this was on a saturday this would be a lot easier but new japan is holding a card on the same day that uh a, a uh, dynamite taping is going on so he can't send as many wrestlers over and uh, so yeah it just puts I follow, I follow what, you know, that he is more lenient, but I just don't understand what the reasoning would be to hold that many people, especially guys like FTR, mm-hmm. who aren't on TV every week, or, and I'm gonna throw this out there, uh, Roosh is now a full-timer according yeah. to Lucha Blog, but he's not listed anywhere on this card, and even though his, his brothers are, so, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff at play. And we, we've kind of touched on Penta. We'll get to his match now. Pentagon Jr., as he's being listed in this match. Pentel 0M versus Viano 4. And the main event, Mask versus Mask, boys, oh. this match. They have been building to this all summer. They've got airline planes that are wrapped in Penta and Viano for, like, mask wrap for the plane. Just such cool stuff going on. Big stuff going on for them. And still, at this point, I don't know who's going to win. I mean, you assume Penta's going to win, but... Not necessarily because yeah, we but know not Penta, necessarily. <laughs> we know we know Penta losing would have a huge impact and the fans would react. What we don't know is are is Tony Khan willing to allow that to happen in Mexico. Right, that's the the biggest That's a, that's true. You would think that again, we were just talking about it that if there was a big event like that happening, mm-hmm. you know, he would want that to happen on you know television now granted it would still be a bigger deal in the united states by pure amount of viewerships but the implication in history is a much bigger deal in mexico yeah and so maybe that supersedes viewership because that too i think we all know enough and i believe triple a would know too that if that were to happen on aw television it would happen one week and be forgotten the next yeah, absolutely. That's that's not how you want something of this magnitude to be treated. Right. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. that may be that may be what exactly is going on in the negotiations. Like, no, dude, we absolutely have to have this on Triple Mania and and uh we're gonna have this happen. And we're gonna you know, if you want to to show a set like a still image or a tiny clip of it and explain why he's not wearing a mask anymore to your fans, that's great. We'll love the publicity. But <laughs> But it also makes me feel too so I I mean, especially the Lucha Bros together right now are a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a huge amount of branding as the Lucha Bros and part of mm-hmm. that is their masks. And so Absolutely. to me it's also hard to believe that, you know, Penta would lose his mask because that I, is truly yep. part of, of his identity and and branding, which includes money, which includes so much mm-hmm. tied to it that it, it, it 
would be hard for me to believe that he'll take off that mask. So I said the exact same thing about Dr. Wagner Jr. <laughs> um, yeah. He managed to pivot and change his branding so well. And he still wears the mask to the ringside. Yeah, he still, yeah, he still wears the mask a lot. And even so he can, that, that just enables him to sell masks in addition to all the rest of the merch he's got. And he, uh, trust me, like, I mean, well, you've been to shows with him, right? He's at, he's got a, uh, he's got his own table most of the time. Yeah. He's not hurting for merch ideas. But, uh, and that's my main argument. I don't, and I won't just refer to, uh, I won't refer to just him. Uh, like, I mean, you can go to all the way to like CMLL and Blue Panther, who has an iconic mask that you see, like, it's, it's in the Pantheon. It's way up there. It's one yeah. of the more recognizable masks, but he lost that early, not early. He lost that midway through his career and has never really been hurting for it so there's there's some arguments that uh if you are if your brand is big enough and you are big enough and i fully believe penta is at that phase in his career where he's so huge he doesn't need the mask um it's not it would be stunning and startling and everybody would would be tuning in to see what he's going to do next that's that's where my argument is for him, and that's been my argument for him losing since we announced this whole Ruleta de la Muerte. I was like, he's my outside pick, and yeah. uh, I've been feeling like uh, that's where we're going. But let's let's look at the other side of it. You have Viano, who is he has an unmatched Apuestas record. He's unmasked or taken hair from. I want to say over a dozen people at this point. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he's got a long, illustrious career of of, of that, and uh, he still managed to have his mask this whole time. So maybe this is his his final send off to to push the new kid, uh, or you know, to 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 put the legacy squarely in the uh of the mask squarely in the hands of Viano 3 Jr. So there's you know he could yeah. he can there's a lot that can happen if he loses. He's just the easy pick is the main reason I'm more arguing <laughs> that Penta could lose it is cuz so many people I know are thinking, well he's at the twilight of his career. He just lose the mask and and nobody will be that upset. But, he will. He's been crying at every press <laughs> conference. True. He's a guy means, who cries. Yeah, he, it means a lot to him. There's a lot of passion yeah. in there about that mask. But he's lost. He's lost family members that were wearing that mask. So yeah, there's there's a lot on the line for him, uh, including that legacy of Viano three. So the Viano three Junior, to be very specific. Uh, so yeah there's there there's a lot to say for him not losing the mask or and he has the seniority if if he says to conan i'm not going to lose the mask conan has an uphill battle to convince him to lose that mask yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's it could go any way it's very interesting 
This is one of the – I mean I've heard people say, oh, it's just a regular Triplevania card. But genuinely when you take it and look at it individually the way we have, this is one of the stronger Triplemanias they've had. In a- yeah. yeah, quite some time. And and that's even to say we talked about some of the other you know championships. So the trios championship isn't, uh, um, or no, I'm sorry, the, the mixed tag isn't being defended. Uh, Phoenix is both the cruiserweight and the Latin American champion. Uh, yeah, that's not a the the tag champion. So there's uh, already um, you know a lot of these championships that I'll uh, you know really surrounds or it has a big presence at triple mania that isn't there however i think because of again the other implications some of these um you know the the contendership match for the tag champions uh the women's championship the the apuestas matches both of them um just even in really the trios match that has such a stacked roster like i i think that that's really what makes this um Mm -hmm such a strong card right i mean so we could make the same argument with an aew pay-per-view right we could just say oh look it's a standard aew pay-per-view but they always manage to put together something that is going to be significant and uh i mean even though i'm not necessarily worried (laughs) worried about spoilers as i said but they they always put together a, a card that does feel like on paper it's elevated in some way that they, they've built to something or you get a match that you would never see anywhere else or something of that nature. And that's the same thing AAA is doing here. They're, they're putting a lot of, of matches together that you will never ever see some of these people in the same place at the same time again. And you will, uh, and you've got a lot of these title matches that are going to build to something, something big, past this um so yeah there's there's a lot i i think i like i said been saying this whole time i think this is destination we need to i need to watch it i want to i don't want to be spoiled on it i want to know what's going to happen and that is that alone makes it kind of a special card well i believe that does it for our uh preview of Triple Mania 30 Mexico City card. Again, it is That's true. scheduled for October 15th. Uh, it will be live on Fight, um, available for purchase, uh, which is exciting. Again, I just, the lawsuit just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's just, they're just ignoring it. Good for them because they're still able to to do it. And um, again, I think that as Brendan mentioned, there will be a lot of of buzz on social media Mm -hmm. um, about the matches happening um, at that. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't get on social media uh, because I have a feeling we're going to have clips, uh, tweets, you know, posts all All uh, over the place, all over the place. Uh, and ultimately, this is going to be interesting because uh, we'll end on this note that AAA has announced that they are going to be doing a U.S.-based show in yes. Phoenix, of all places. Uh, yeah. I, how, how did you pull that off? What, who did you bribe? Enough people. <laughs> enough people to make it happen. Just the uh, necessary people. Just the necessary just the people. Necessary people. 
Um, so, I mean, they'll, they'll be having, uh, you know, uh, shows, I believe after, uh, triple mania. I know they have one scheduled for, or no, they have one scheduled before triple mania. Not sure what they have after. Um, there are a couple TV tapings. Okay. Um, probably happy. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to. We t- I tend to not bring those up because TV is fun for people to watch if they don't know the spoilers. So mm-hmm. there, but uh, there have been some. It, it's out there. If you want to know, it's out there. You can find out what what's happening on the TV tapings. Yes. So Triple uh, A will be returning to the United States in Phoenix on Saturday, December third, at the Mullet Arena. Um, and this is actually a the new hockey arena um, that Arizona Arizona State Sweet. University um, had built and uh, opened just this uh, past fall. Uh, so. That's a brand new venue. The first time a wrestling show will be in that arena. So I got to think they found a good deal, possibly. Like, they must have found a a killer deal. But also I could see the venue in particular wanting to bring in other types of events to show the versatility of it, um, to be able to bring in more, Mm -hmm. you know, events to happen during the offseason. I believe eventually the goal is to get the – Arizona Coyotes there, the uh, National oh, Hockey cool. League team um, out of Glendale to Tempe. Um, but again, that's still a very seasonal uh, event. So to be able to have a, a venue that you could use, and this is in Tempe, this is towards the heart of Phoenix, um, a very centrally located place that, you know, it, it could have some very good, um, you know, very, very good um presence uh and attendance yeah. but also phoenix in general is not necessarily known for being a very big wrestling city um it is you know you have your standard shows your uh smackdowns rawls that come through the occasional pay-per-view every so often but it's not known as a wrestling city like in lots of places in texas in california um of course in the east coast so it is kind of an interesting spot but again as a southwest state it's you know a very big uh lucha libre fan population um, mm-hmm. That may not be your traditional wrestling fan and ease of flights into Phoenix. It's one of those uh, airports, too, where you can get a lot of ease into to flying in and out of. Yeah, that's a very popular airport. I yeah. uh, was already looking at flights. <laughs> and again, the report, too, already is that Ijo de Vikingo was confirmed to be on this show, which I believe would cause be his first U.S. appearance. Um, well, okay. Ish. So he uh, just last week, he was still saying that there were, he was hoping to get his visa stuff hammered out, which mm-hmm. this announcement implies that. Triple A believes that they can have him available for this show with with some sort of work visa. But that also means that if his work visa is fixed, they, he might undercut that at some point. Oh, yeah. That's, the that's, that's, show. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? A lot can happen between now and December. I just did. I, I want to keep people excited on it. Keep an eye on your local promotions, because if his visa is fixed, then you could see Vikingo show up in Chicago. 
Seattle, uh, Dallas. Um, I'm even going to throw Kansas City out there. I know they don't yeah. have just shows all the time, but they have, when they do, they have bangers. Everybody yeah. has a price. <laughs> right? So, yeah, uh, keep yours open on that. Tickets are currently available on Ticketmaster uh, <laughs> for this show. So, uh, you know, I think that will be, uh, again, just a, it's an interesting place for AAA to do a U.S. show uh, for the first time in quite a while. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of what we see and what the results happen of Triple Mania could impact what we end up seeing in Phoenix on December 3rd. I also uh, would like, I'm going to shout out, Lucha Blog has said this. He said that they've announced other people, so I'm just going to read that off real quick. There will be an a honor towards Blue Demon Sr., who would have turned 100 this year. Uh, so, of course, you're going to have Blue Demon Jr. there. Also announced our Psycho Clown, Vampiro, uh, or, you know, that guy if you're dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lady Shawnee. My favorite AAA wrestler. <laughs> and Sexy Star 2. So the, uh, the, the new one that everybody likes, not the one that everyone is upset by. So and those are, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say, it made sense because they kind of teased this, uh, Vampiro, and I believe it was Sexy Star 2 were as a Arizona Diamondbacks uh, baseball game uh, just very recently. Um, so at that point, nothing had been announced. But now that you we see there was something already brewing uh, between AAA and uh, the city of Phoenix. Yeah, that makes totally makes sense. So they probably yeah exactly a sponsored sponsored appearance to time maybe get a little bit of that hype train rolling early. Oh man. So I'm excited for this. I'm ho- uh, earlier we were talking about feuds carrying forward. I want to see Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis mm-hmm. just tearing up that beautiful new hockey stadium. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the match I want to see at that. But you know, there's so many great things and it's 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 authentic lucha libre in America, which uh, I mean, there are some places that are blessed to have it. Uh, but not everybody does, so this is your opportunity to see it on a on a big, big scale. I would guess they're probably going to do a TV taping out of this, but don't want to announce that yet. Well, that covers it for this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. We hope you got your fill of AAA news. We will be watching very intently and closely on any developments for Triple Mania as well as any other big announcements from AAA, whether that be uh, more talent and match announcements for the December 3rd show in Phoenix. Maybe this is the start of them announcing more U.S. dates, uh, which sounds like that could be a very lucrative thing in 2023. Who knows, but we're going to keep our ears and eyes on the pulse for everyone. So, just real quick on that, Dusty. The lawsuit, I know they're pretending it doesn't exist, was mostly about television stuff, right? Yeah, it tied into the Lucha Underground thing. The, they believed that they owned the performance rights and the 
the actual gimmick, like the characterization of several wrestlers, including Penta, Phoenix, uh, Vampiro. And so the fact that these guys have been able to go out on their own and kind of do their own thing, it, it shows that the lawsuit just isn't being taken seriously. Right. No, but so, so it could, realistically, it could include the, these live performances is what I'm hearing. But Technically, yes. Yeah. But as long as they're not advertised, I, I, or like, uh, televised rather, I don't think that there's really anything that the lawsuit could do. Most okay. of the gimmicks on Lucha Underground weren't people's actual gimmick and they can get away with, you know, Ray Phoenix and, Right, right. Zero M if they have to. Or Penta Oscuro if they, they want to do it that way, yeah. Yes, yeah. And so there, there's a workaround if it comes up, but I, I think that that's largely over. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow, Miranda, but I did want to. No, no, no. It was good to, uh, to, to get on that topic, because yeah, that too can have larger implications about, uh, where they're at in the future or how we see AAA in the future. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yes. Take us yeah. home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's uh, edition of the Lucha Central weekly podcast. Of course, don't forget to check out luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can follow Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at luchacentral.com on Twitter. Of course, you can visit Lucha Central's YouTube page that has the archives of the Lucha Central weekly podcast in English and in Espanol, as well as other shows from the Lucha Central Podcast Network, interviews, match matches, other clips that you are not going to find anywhere else. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy, and I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And Brandon, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yes, I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the numbers, 321. T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out, and I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, make sure to reach out to us if you have any thoughts about the show, any stories you think we should cover, any thoughts, opinions about anything that we've talked about. Please reach out to us. We love to get your thoughts on our thoughts of the thoughts. of. <laughs> it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of thinking. Uh, which I, I don't want to do right now. Uh, I, I think we've already allotted all of our thinking for today. Um, but yes, please make sure to follow us on social media. Also, if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and more, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification each and every time a new episode drops, as well as leaving us a five-star rating and a review. All of that would be appreciated. And make sure if you are an independent wrestler, promotion, fan, 
reach out to us. We will absolutely be talking about Indie Roundup in future episodes. Uh, so yes. make sure to reach out we, to us, tag us on stuff. We would love to know what's happening all over the U.S. with Lucha Libre. Yeah, we have not lost that focus. Thank you very much for all the support on the Indies so far. Well, for Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will be with you next time. Thank you.